Welcome to the LEAD 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hookie. Well, welcome everyone to the LEAD 222 podcast. In each episode, we'll discuss one of our five core LEAD values, authentic community, strong families, uncommon integrity, kingdom impact, and life-giving celebration. Today, we're excited to have Betsy Marvin with us to talk about life-giving celebration and soul care. Betsy is the Director of Family Ministry for Cornerstone Church in Caledonia, Michigan. She has worked with students for over 30 years, has served at Cornerstone for over 20 of those years. Betsy also teaches women's ministry at Grace Christian University. She holds a degree in education and a master's degree in ministry has been married for over 30 years and has two adult children. Betsy, welcome to the podcast. Yes, welcome, Betsy. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Good. We're glad that you're here. You know, we met um, at a multi-site youth ministry gathering a few months ago, and uh, I was so encouraged by your talk on soul care. Um, I went back to Bo and I said, we've got to have Betsy on the podcast. Um, Will you share with our listeners why it's so important to teach students the skills and disciplines of soul care? I think it's interesting. Kids probably wouldn't call it soul care, right? But probably not. Know what it is? Probably not. And uh, but if we can help them understand some of these disciplines that can become lifelong practices, right? Then we've helped them walk forward beyond us in student ministry because they're going to live a lot longer beyond us than with us. So. Um, as student ministry people, we just try to love them like Jesus loves them, right? And so going after their heart, which will then change their behaviors if they need them changed. And so heart change being behavior change means that we've got to deal with the soul. Um, And for kids, it's experiences, right? Experiences are what help them create the memories. And so creating experiences around the disciplines so that they remember how that was, so they can go forward in that. I think um, as I watch kids now in their college years and in their, since I've been around a while now married with kids, knowing that some of those practices they learned are still a part of their world. It's huge because our own care is on us to do, right? So if we can help them work on it and see how it works and experience some of the growth from that, then I feel like we're winning. You know, Betsy, that, you know, we talk, as you know, lead is about, it's a coaching and mentoring ministry. And as we talk to youth leaders around the country uh, that have a real heart to love students and want them to obviously have the disciplines necessary to take them on past their senior year. But at the same time, we've got our own struggles as leaders. And you know, right now we're recording this through the COVID-19 pandemic, and it's unlike any season we've experienced in our lifetime. And everyone is having to make some pretty major adjustments. You know, it's like we are right now. We're in our homes. Uh, and so that our routines change. You get it. Everyone's feeling that. So on a soul care, you know, Lane, if you could kind of encourage youth leaders on, that are listening here, first of all, what pitfalls they need to be careful of to avoid and what recommended, what recommended disciplines would you say, hey, this would be real important at this time so you can take care of soul care personally to yourself? What would you say to those two things? Um, in the pitfall area, honestly, I found myself falling into it. And so I just from what I felt in my own world, 
the striving kicks in because you feel like now you're required to learn something new, but then to give something all the time, because well, heaven, heaven knows we're in charge of their spiritual care. And, um, remembering that, no, it's, it, we get to be a part of their spiritual care, but we're not responsible for it. I think is huge. Um, also depending on your resources, comparison, right? So some churches are kicking out these polished, amazing pieces and, some of us are putting Instagram stories up and hoping that kids watch it, right? <laughs> and so I think you have to own who you are and do the ministry that you're created for and allow others to do the ministry they're created for and celebrate each other and not fall into comparison, which then can make it lower. And I think the other thing that I fell into was that I had to save them. Like I have mm-hmm. to take care of them. And honestly, I want to help their parents take care of them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what a time, right, for families to start to dis- disciple each other when that was been a big prayer. Um, what I, for my own heart and for others, I would say um, it's okay to Sabbath. Don't forget to Sabbath. We feel like when we're online and connected, we're on all the time. So unplug, rest, and allow yourself that. Um, there's some time to create right now. So allow yourself some creating. If you are a mind worker, then do something with your hands. If you're a hand worker, do something with your mind, like get out of there and allow yourself to um, think differently because we have to. And I think finally, one thing, um, depending on if you have little kids in your home or not, and the amount of time you have to do some intentional learning, learn about yourself, some personality tests, just ask yourself some hard questions about why, how do I feel and allowing, like I have to use a feeling wheel sometimes to help myself really, how do I feel right now and allow God to skin to that. But that takes time. So getting into the word and getting into the word to teach something from it, but just for your own heart, I think now's the time you have time. So use it. It would that's, be my. That's good, Betsy. And I like the idea of just being self-aware or you're saying, you know, kind of just take a breath and, you know, who am I right now? What do I need right now? And and then following that, you know, being yourself, uh, that's, that's good. Whatever distance God leads you towards at that time, the freedom to do that. That's good. Dave? Betsy, uh, you know, when you were at the multi-site gathering, you talked about gratitude too. And I, I thought that was um, so good, you know, and I think during this time too, um, in this unknown, there's a lot of emotions. There's, there's grief, there's unknowns, there's worries, there's fears, and I think practicing gratitude right now is a big piece of soul care of, um, you know, mm. focusing on who God is and not just our circumstances. You know, one of Leeds core values is life giving celebration, meaning that I will pause in gratitude for all that God is doing in me and through me, um, which is so good. I, I think that's a great time right now to pause to reflect, like, what are those things that we could be grateful for right now in this season? Can you share with us how you practice gratitude in your life and in your student ministry? I read Ann Boskamp's book, 1000 Gifts, and it really changed how I thought about gratitude. Um, And just the idea that looking outward for gratitude helps us get out of our own heads and remember what we do have. So I actually keep a gratitude journal uh, every day, try to write at least four or five things from super simple to as much as I can. And uh, just trying to keep perspective. I think um, in Philippians 4, 6, a few years ago, um, 
bring everything to God, prayer, petition, right? But with thanksgiving. And I think yeah. that's the key. Where am I right now? What can I be thankful for? That's, that's a great, great suggestion. You know, again, I mentioned to you, you know, that we are all coaching and mentors and lead, uh, whether we're being, you know, our kind of saying is every coach has a coach. So everyone has a mentor for healthy mm-hmm. leaders. And, you know, we're always looking at how to get better, to be honest, how, to, how can we be more effective uh, mentors and you know, mentors do more asking questions and listening than talking, as you know. So as a mentor, Betsy, what, what's, a, what's some couple of questions you could sharpen us on and say, these questions really have helped me to go to the soul, you know, to maybe this question helps bring something to the surface that, that all of a sudden as a mentor, we can Hopefully discuss can. more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I literally go straight for it. How's your soul? Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes them uncomfortable, but um, and they don't always know how to answer. But at least it goes to the source. Like, how are you really underneath it all? Um, Another one is, and I feel like in some regards, that tells me, are they listening to God to teach them something right now? Which gives me an area of what might need to be strengthened, as well as where's God working on them? Because that's where we want to encourage them, right? Where they might need someone to walk with them. And then it's a lot of, tell me more about it. Tell me more Mm -hmm. about it. I went through um, training in the structures of healing. And uh, so just trying to help them go through, why do you feel that way? Where do you think that's coming from? Lots of why questions or um, what do you think about that questions really help. And then watching, I know as a mentor, watching if something gets triggered and then pushing into that spot. Um, Not always appreciated, but needed, right? And so knowing that piece. That's good. So good. <clears throat> Betsy, you've been in student ministry for 30 years, you know, which is just incredible. Student culture is always changing. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen trends come and go. Um, this is one of those seasons where we will see trends develop as we come out of this pandemic. What is one change you believe we'll see take place in student ministry, you know, coming out of this? Oh, boy. Um I have some hopes. I don't know if they will actually come. I hope that parents continue to be engaged with their kids at this deep level. That's good. Um, It's amazing to see entire families out for walks together. They're teenagers and uh, hanging out together, playing games at night together. I just hope that doesn't go away. Um, I think that we are going to value community at a high level. Um, And I think what we're seeing, at least in our ministry, is kids are appreciating going really small so that they have a voice to be heard. And I hope that trend goes forward, that small groups stay small. Um, And uh, I know in our group, sometimes we can default to let's all hang out together. But uh, I think small is going to be a continued, hopefully. I think even no matter what we've seen in ministry culturally, small groups has always been key, right? And so keeping that going. But um, I hope that kids and families reevaluate busy. And I, that kind of thing, I think is, is a key. You know, Betsy, that last sentence, we lost you there. Some technical oh, difficulties here. But yeah. no, no, but if you, I just want to make sure we caught that. Yeah. So it's fine. But that last sentence, you were just closing out. We just lost you just for a minute. So just kind of finish that last statement you were on. If you could remember it. Okay, good. Um, I'll look at my notes. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. I think we have to evaluate busy. Is yeah, that where I was? It. And yep, so yeah. I think 
as a church and as families, let's reevaluate. One of the things we complained most about was how busy everybody was and so and how much competition there was for time. So as we step back in, let's hope we reevaluate what we offer as a church, what we offer and get our kids involved in. And as a youth pastor, we need to pay attention to that. That's wonderful. Good. That's good. Thank you for rewinding that. We needed to hear that. Oh, so that's very cool. No problem. No problem. <laughs> you know, Betsy, one of the things that we are always lead, uh, really trying to identify some of the unique um, uh, obstacles and leadership we, we need to address as youth pastors. And so we talk with our women leaders a lot and not that so much that we're talking about splitting them. It's not a gender thing. It's a, it's a, gifted thing, but the reality, it's still there. And I know uh, as a female leader, as a as, as you sharp leader that you are, uh, what words would you, just words of encouragement you would give to women, especially those in student ministry, uh, some things that you've learned or just words of encouragement as a woman in youth ministry that's leading? Wow. Um, I think as women, we have to be careful where we place our worth. I know men do the same, but for women, it's so much of what we offer, right, as mom hearts. And so remembering that our worth is from the Lord. And so we can love these kids and walk with their families. But ultimately, our goal is to get our worth from Jesus. So don't tie what you offer or how much you're invited to the table. Just remember that it's about Jesus. And um, I think also as a mom heart, your family needs to have your best. And I think one of the things I learned from my early years is that I put so much into my students that when I got home to my own kids, it was hard. And then you're the mom. So you feel like you have all these things that are required of you. And so to remember where to put your best. And um, and probably the other would be that uh, you have a unique, as women, we have a unique voice into the hearts of kids. That's right. And, um, mm-hmm. and so use it allow yourself to love them well and to uh, show them what grace is. And not that men don't do that. We just have a different voice in that. And so they need to see it. I also think ladies, let's remember that girls are looking and watching and you are the example of what they could be. And I think the first time I saw a female student decide to go into ministry, I felt like she's doing it. And um, we are showing them that this is an option for their world and that they have a voice to share with the church and that it matters. And I think for young girls, that's huge that we um, are an example and a, and a healthy example of what that can be. Great, wonderful, that's awesome. great words. In, in that same light, you know, um, maybe you can add a little bit to this too. What would you tell the younger Betsy doing student ministry years ago, not to worry so much about and to focus more on? Oh boy. Um, when I was in my early years, um, they called me Battleship Betsy, just so you know, because I liked, um, I was a teacher coming into youth ministry, so I liked things to have order. And I would say, chill out, mm. have some laughter, yeah. enjoy, let them be kids. And um, remember that your role is to walk with them. Um, I would tell myself that God is the one who changes them, not me. Mm-hmm. And so get out of the way. And it's not about me. And um, and I would tell myself that slow, progressive change lasts. Quick, on-the-spot change usually falls apart. And so, so it's okay to, to see and imagine an end in mind that you're going towards. So those are the things I wouldn't worry as much about. And I would focus more on um, 
developing leaders and realizing that lifting other people up doesn't make you less. And I think sometimes yeah. when we start as young leaders, we think we have to do it all. And we really don't. We can yeah. use other people's gifts and God will take that farther. Um, and I would say focus on doing the personal soul work. When we're young, we don't realize how much we need it. But the mm-hmm. older I get, the more <laughs> I realized that I want it. Um, and probably because of going through burnout, I would focus on remembering rest is valuable and that the Sabbath was created for a reason. And it's okay. Give yourself permission mm-hmm. to rest and laugh and enjoy it because freedom is contagious. Very good. Some wise words there. Very good for all of us. So that's great. <laughs> Thanks. Remember, yeah. But Beth, before we go here, we've always asked our guests this one question. It's kind of a loaded question, but um, trying to focus in on what is one truth or discipline you have learned and implemented in your life to allow you to be a healthy leader healthy family, healthy ministries. That's kind of our, our goal of LEAD is really to have healthy leaders, healthy families, healthy ministries. And so what would be one truth or discipline that helped you in those areas? Um, I would say what has helped me is to realize that my spiritual health is my job. Mm-hmm. And so I can't depend on someone else to walk with Jesus for me or own the depth of what I'm learning, that that's on me and that it's my job to help other people realize the same. And so the discipline that comes with that then is annual retreats with Jesus and me to just restore my soul and realize how critical it is to maintain that connection. And um, the truth would be that I am loved. And because of that, I can love you. And um, as long as I can keep that perspective, then I feel like I want to walk in a healthy way to love my family well and love the leaders well. And um, if I can do that, then I'm going to lead from a place of abundance instead of scarcity, which makes a huge difference in how I walk with those people. So I've learned that I have to fill myself up by Sabbath and observing Sabbath, but also really getting away with Jesus and listening to what he has to say to me and working on me with him so that I can bring my best to ministry. Well, well said. That's so good. I feel like this could be an episode that people can listen to multiple times and just gain so much great stuff. So thank you for joining us. Like if people want to get a hold of you, what's, what's the best way, you know, um, to find you on social media, to reach out to you? What would that be? Um, there are a few ways you could just straight up email me. Um, Betsy M at cornerstonemi.org. Um, I am on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Betsy Marvin. Um, I also have a website, BetsyMarvin.com, and they can reach me and contact me there as well. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Betsy. We're, we're so grateful um, for you coming Thanks, on Betsy. Today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for well, having me. I appreciate it. Well, for more information on the Lead 222 ministry, go to lead222.com or check out our Facebook and Instagram page. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes uh, to this podcast. And uh, you can always get a hold of Bo at Bo at lead222.com. You can get a hold of me at Dave at lead222.com. We're so grateful for you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Stay safe and stay inspired. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. 
please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.